Hey everybody, welcome to episode 79 of Founders Gyan and thanks for tuning in. Each week we talk to a startup founder on an interesting topic and this week we are talking to Scott Woodley of tutora.co.uk. And our topic for the day is crowd-based equity funding for startups. Do check out the show notes over at foundersgyan.com/ep79 for links to all that we talk about on the show. All right, fasten your seat belts, we are taking off. Hello everybody. Today we have a very special guest on the show. He's uh, Scott Woodley, uh, the co-founder and CEO of Tutora, that is T U T O R A dot co dot uk. Uh, it's an online site where you can uh, find uh, tutors. And uh, also, a topic for the day is going to be crowdfunding for startups. This will be part two. Uh, in part one, we talked about. Uh, how to do crowdfunding for startups from a platform perspective where we had the founder of catapult a feature that was founders.com/ep66 where uh, the the catapult is a platform where uh, you can crowdfund it's like kickstarter so we had some advice from the founder of catapult telling us how to do a successful crowdfunding campaign now in part 2 we have a site and a founder who's done successful crowd ca- crowdfunding campaigns himself uh, so uh, woody uh, as scott uh, woodley likes to be called has successfully raised uh, 150k last year and uh, they are now in their second race um, so yeah i think that's a big intro uh, woody thank you so much for joining us uh, not a problem thanks for having me on All right. Uh, so Udi, uh you did hear about me telling you a little bit about yourself and uh, about your uh, uh, your uh, your site uh, and your startup. So uh, is is that correct? If yes, could you just uh, elaborate a bit more for our listeners? Yeah, definitely. So uh the site's tutor.co.uk. I used to be a primary school teacher here in the UK and and I could see a massive problem that parents were having trying to find a trusted tutor for one to one uh tuition in any subject so we ended up setting up tutor 18 months ago we uh went for a successful crowdcube fundraise uh we raised 150k for a 10% equity share last year and we're now on crowdcube again at crowdcube.com/tutor raising another 350k for the business all right excellent so uh i'm a little curious on one thing so uh why did you choose crowdcube i mean i know this kickstarter i know this indiegogo there's like various other platforms so uh why did you choose crowdcube in the first place yeah so a lot of the kickstarter um sites that you've mentioned are enable companies to uh get uh investment for a kind of a material good now crowdcube instead is an equity crowdfunding platform so instead of uh, providing a service or a good to the people who invest we um give them an equity share in our business um in the uk crowdcube's uh one of the largest sites doing that um and it was a really natural way for us to go because ultimately um the business is something that affects so many families both here in the uk but also abroad um in the uk the tuition industry is worth 6 billion pounds with uh one in four children having had tuition at some point um so uh, those just numbers are huge so obviously there's a massive crowd for us to attract investment from which is why we decided to go along the crowdfunding uh route All right. So, 
I I do uh, kind of uh, get the uh, rationale behind uh, why you choose uh, Crowdcube. Uh, it's more of a equity based investment, which is uh, different from Kickstarter and say Indiegogo and stuff like that. Now, yeah. Uh, now, uh, could you tell us a little bit more about your company? What differentiates exactly uh, Tutora? uh versus let's say there's so many other sites where you can find uh, tutors online right so what yep. differentiates you what's your what's your number one differentiator so i think that it's the fact that we are bringing uh, a new business model to uh, the the uh, the issue which allows us to create better matches uh, we have a an algorithm that effectively, because unlike uh, the two major businesses that started in this platform in the UK, uh, in a space, those guys charge an upfront fee for parents to contact tutors. Now, we just don't think that's really what parents want to do. They ultimately only want to pay once their children or themselves, because every age, every subject, are learning. So instead, we have a commission-based model. Um, so parents can message tutors back and forth for free and then ultimately go and booking confidence but not only that once they're having lessons because we offer it offer the complete payment pr- uh, package so all of the lessons are paid for and booked on our platform we can see who are the very best tutors out there um, we can see who students go on to have lots of lessons with we get their reviews through the platform which is really natural because they're always engaging through our platform um, and then ultimately that allows us to bring, bring the best tutors to the top of the search results whilst removing those we don't think offer a great service so effectively we're able to bring more trust and transparency to the industry um, so that when parents come to our site they not only know that the tutors are great because the information and the data we collected is has told us that's the case they can also then check for themselves by messaging back and forth for free before they go on to book their lessons so it's a lot more of a streamlined safe secure place for uh, students to find the best tutor for them okay all right uh, excellent thank you thank you so much for that now let's get on to the meat of our top of our topic which is uh, uh, tips uh, around crowdfunding if if i may put it that yeah. way now now uh, one of the first questions that uh, comes to me is uh, uh, why did you choose crowdfunding to uh, kind of uh, uh, fund your company uh, or your startup instead of going the traditional route say through uh, investors or uh, venture capitalists yeah okay so i think um, there's there's a couple of issues uh, for us it's the type of business we run so um, as I said, crowd, uh, tuition is an issue and finding a tutor is something that so many families go through. Um, the numbers involved meant that we were a very, very natural fit to go to a crowd um, to secure support. Um, we support so many thousands of uh, students here in the UK that we already had a really large base that we knew would kind of back us. But also we knew it was an issue that was applicable to so many other um, families out there that um, it was one that was very easy to understand and therefore going to uh, the crowdfunding site would allow us not only to gain more investment but also really importantly for us to to raise the awareness of how we can help those um, investors and their, their kind of families and connections in learning so it was a great way for us to drive more business to our site um, I suppose also it's the amount um, and where we'd come in the business, the amount we're looking for and where we've got to in the business. We've secured fantastic traction. We're probably the third or fourth largest tuition company in the UK now. Um, And I think in terms of where we're at, we could be profitable very quickly, but we're looking to gain extra funding to become that number one. Now, the amount of funding that we need isn't 
at possibly at the level that most VCs are looking for. We're not looking for a kind of a two million investment at this stage. Um, we're looking for three hundred and fifty thousand um, pounds. So that made again going to the crowd a really attractive proposition. Um, and also for us, we had that kind of experience last time. Uh, our raise went through for the one hundred and fifty k last April in just four days. Um, so we already knew that we could get that support really quite quickly. Um, and similarly, those initial investors that we already had were really keen to reinvest in the company. So for us, it was a great way to bring those all together. Uh, the fees involved are relatively low um, and we could bring new investors in, which was a really exciting prospect. OK, awesome. Now, uh, the other question that I had around this was... Uh uh, what type of business is most suited to crowdfunding? Now, uh, I know from your experience, maybe you could talk about uh, uh, crowdfunding f uh, for growing the business or uh, is, is your advice generic and uh, can be uh, maybe even talk to uh, product-based or services-based companies where, uh, you know, they are looking to crowdfund for a product or service, not for their, uh, not for equity. Yes, definitely. I, I think... The first and foremost, it's important that your business and the business model is relatively um, easy to understand. That's not to say that there's not some fantastically complicated businesses that have been very successful on crowdfunding. Uh, it's in my experience, uh, the businesses I see do particularly well on, on these sites are ones that um, are applicable to a crowd. They're not incredibly technically driven. They're not new scientific revelations that you'd have to... Uh, um, study for a month to be able to understand that they're very much things that people can get involved with very quickly and understand. Um, that's what we think our business is, great for the, the crowd. Um, I think all, also alongside that, the, you should really consider crowdfunding if there's that additional benefit of getting out there to new users. Um, if you're selling to a large base, if you've got a product that you want to push more of, then it's a great opportunity to be able to do that. Um, so I think those are the additional benefits that you see uh, through crowdfunding over potentially more of the traditional routes where you're going down a closed route speaking to individual individual investors. Uh, so excellent, uh, Woody. So thanks, thanks so much for that. Now uh, I I do have a, a little bit of a question around, uh, say, investor money versus crowdfunding money. Now, uh, when uh, we go via the traditional uh, uh, traditional model of say uh, investing via investors uh, or or VCs, uh, then uh, there are some additional benefits. For example. Uh, you could get into some uh, you, you could get in touch with some really big mentors you know the vcs would have connects in the industry uh, that could help you uh, with growing your business and and growing uh, growing your uh, company uh, and also mentoring you but that is kind of absent in a crowdfunding uh, model right so how would uh, startups overcome uh, that uh, if if we go the crowdfunding route yeah, I don't think that's necessarily absent. I think it depends on how you approach the, the crowdfunding scheme and the initiative. Um, in our case, we've uh, gone out there and found uh, and targeted specific investors who we'd really like to work with. Um, and in doing so, that enables us to um, 
potentially bring on board uh, advisors and people with specialist knowledge and skills to serve as those mentors. Um, at the moment, for us, that's in the capacity that they do that voluntarily. Um, but ultimately, as you move forward, the, there's the opportunity to create your own board around a company that, that can afford that same guidance and the contact lists that many of those people are kind of the more traditional investment firms might have. So I definitely don't think that crowdfunding stops you from gaining those additional benefits. You can be a little bit more selective, in fact, in in the uh, advice that you receive rather than it being uh, enforced upon you from an investment firm. Uh, But I definitely think that there's benefits to both. Um, Obviously, traditional investors have a great deal of benefits in the follow-up investment that they can uh, offer you. Um, but I think there's pros and cons, but it's, it's all about how you structure that any kind of proactive entrepreneur and and business owner can, can find a way around things, I suppose, to make sure it works. Okay. All right. All right. I think, uh, very pertinent, uh, uh, information, especially, uh, I really like the, like your answer with regards to, uh, choosing, uh, uh, advice, uh, rather than being it forced upon you. So, uh, that, that brings me nicely to my next question, uh, which is okay. Uh, so now that you've decided that you want to crowdfund, say your product or your service or your own uh, company, uh, now, uh, could you just give us some high-level uh, steps or overview on uh, how to run a crowdfunding campaign? Now, obviously, uh, you could probably fill in some volumes of books uh, with uh, with uh, the steps on how to do a crowdfunding. <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know. I wish I had that level of expertise. Go on. From your experience, give us some uh, high-level tips and, uh, you know, tips and tricks, I'd like to call it uh, on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose... Uh, the. The first thing is to decide where you're going to go, um, which site that you're going to raise on. Uh, I think that's really important, making sure that they have the experience in your sector uh, and they've got the type of investors that you'd be looking for, as well as the traffic uh, that they can help you to really grow the business um, by getting the investment that you want. That's a really important decision. Have those communications with them regarding due diligence um, and make sure you go through that uh, really earnestly um, because it is a long, kind of drawn out process. You have to submit a lot of documents documentation so make sure you've got that all ready and in place um, once the the pitch is kind of ready uh, and you know that you're going to go forward but i would say way in advance of that in parallel to even deciding that you're going to crowd fund you should be approaching potential investors already uh, setting up those conversations so that you've got a lead angel um, or a team of angels in place who are happy to kind of support you to get that momentum going that's really important Um, I think you, you see those businesses that just kind of create the pitch put it up get going and then shout about it on social media and and it's a really difficult, long, hard slog if that's the way you go. So you do need to put the legwork alongside the race. It's not simply a case of putting it up and watching that that kind of the numbers come in and you uh, go up on a kind of nice totalizer to your final value. Um, and alongside that, I suppose when the pitch is live, continue to do that outreach work. Go out there, kind of target and identify investors that you specifically like to get involved in the business. Um, or um, people that you feel would be well-suited to backing you because of other investments. There's great sites out there like AngelList where you can see uh, investors who have supported other businesses that might be similar to yours that you can then reach out to those guys. Obviously, LinkedIn's a great tool for that, Um, although I think you need to put in work alongside, so it's not kind of just cold-calling people. And then 
work on the social media aspect of it as well, just to kind of let people know what you're doing. Um, whilst reaching out with uh, PR, press releases, um, and talking to as many other sites that cover this kind of thing, there's a lot of them out there that will um, let people know exactly what you're doing so you get the most attention uh, and traffic to uh, the pitch as possible. What is the best advice that you have uh, ever heard and you know try to follow or implement in your life and your startup, your business, etc.? Okay, yeah. Um, do you know what? I'm going to give uh, a lot of credit, and I hate doing this, but I'm going to give a lot of credit to uh, my co-founder, Mark. Um, he always, um, and I think he's been proven right time and time again, It's it, for us, it's about being laser-focused, um, laser-focused on what our ultimate target is. Um, so there's, I, I'd say... I love education. I've been in education for quite a long time now, professionally, and I always have lots of different ideas about, oh, we could do this, we could do that. There's loads of different things I'd love to do and offer people. But I think until we're in a position to uh, be market leader, um, to have secured the investment we're really seeking, um, we're entirely focused on helping more and more families and helping more tutors so that we can build what is a really scaled sustainable business and then we can offer all of those additional extra benefits so i suppose we're kind of hopefully going to reach that position in the next 12 months but i think it is remain laser focused on your target and what will drive your business forward if it doesn't help to drive a business forward by gaining more users by building your base um, think about whether that's the right thing to do at that given time because Ultimately, if the business isn't moving forward, you just won't have the funding available or the resources at your disposal to to do all those extra great things. That mm, okay, so so uh, I think that's great advice. But uh, I I was a little confused as to why you hate uh, giving credit to your co-founder. Oh, <laughs> uh, just uh, yeah, just office banter. I don't want. I don't, I don't like giving him too much credit. Um, no, he's a, he's a fantastic guy, and um, yeah. I, I, really really delighted to have him as my co-founder i think we complement each other really nicely um mark's incredibly astute technically and and strategically so uh yeah it's great to work alongside him happy to give him all right all right i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure he's gonna be happy when he listens to this podcast when it's released (laughs) okay i'm sure he will if uh, you you already mentioned in the introduction that uh, your company is about uh, 18 months old now uh, when did you actually do your uh, first uh, round of crowdfunding after how many uh, months uh, did you actually do the first first raise yeah i think i think we did the first raise probably after about um eight months something like that uh six to eight months of getting going we'd got a good bit of traction we we'd really quickly grown from uh, into uh, quite a few of the major cities in the uk um but since then we we've grown by 700 percent uh, that was based on our november figure mm. i think the figure's a lot higher now um so yeah it's really really rapidly scaled i think at that point we were only doing kind of uh yeah i think we only had about 
1,500 tutors on the site. Now, we're now, I believe, as of this week, we've got over 7,000. So, yeah, incredible. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's great to hear. And uh, the fact that uh, you have done your first race uh, eight months after you started uh, speaks like volumes about uh, y- your your company and, and the traction it's on. But uh, so probably my next question is going to be a little difficult to uh, answer because you seem to have been doing the right things uh, all along. Uh, but if you had to do it all over again, uh, you know, maybe not even at that first race, maybe even now during your second race. Uh, if you had to do something all over again, uh, is there anything you feel that you would have done different given the uh, hindsight uh, and the knowledge that you have gained over the past 18 months? Yeah, I think I'd have set the company up in Hawaii. I, I think that would have been uh, a <laughs> much nicer place to do business. Uh, no, so on a serious note, um, I think um, yeah, every every co-founder will, will have a multitude of failures along the way and, and things that haven't worked. I mean, I think we've been fairly lucky um, in um, making relatively few large mistakes along the way. Uh, but I think for, I think, the things that we've done sometimes, a couple of times, we've, we've released a couple of features that we've um, instinctively or intuitively thought we're going to add a lot of value to the, the business. We've spent time and money developing those, and and they've not. Um, and I think it's a case of making sure you do your kind of research before you launch out an MVP and make sure it is an MVP rather than a really fully developed system that if it doesn't work, you've then wasted a good bit of time or and money on so i think we've learned very very uh, quickly that you, you need to be really testing the market with an mvp and, and testing your assumptions to make sure that you're doing the right thing i think that's all part of a kind of a lean startup methodology that i, I really believe in now if you like the show do follow us on facebook and twitter the link is www.facebook.com foundersgyan and twitter.com foundersgyan Both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup. There are multiple tips per day. Some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups, growth hacking tips, how do you build team for startups, how to get funding, etc. So don't forget facebook.com slash foundersgyan and twitter.com slash foundersgyan. Okay, great. All right, excellent. So we just have a couple of more final questions about crowdfunding. Uh, So uh, how does it actually feel to go through a crowdfunding campaign, uh, whether it's successful or not successful or through the campaign as a founder? What, What does it feel like? Yeah, I think it's a it's a very nervous period. That obviously, you're kind of really excited as well because you, you, you hopefully you're going to be in a much better position at the end of it. But I think it's a, it's pretty draining to go through a, a crowd cube raise or any kind of fundraising um, with a crowd because you are doing a lot of legwork outside of a raise, trying to drive more people to uh, the platform. You're constantly clicking refresh to see whether anyone's got involved. Um, but I think it's ultimately a really exciting period um, because you know that from the effort you put in, it's a real confirmation that the business is on the right track when you see so many people investing. And, and we've been fortunate um, once to go through that process at the round close in just four days. But I think in this one, it's probably going to take a little longer because it's a more substantial amount that we're looking for. Um, but hopefully we'll, we'll get that same great feeling at the end with the, the confirmation that, yeah, this is a great solution. 
Okay, excellent, excellent. So uh, again, uh, I can I can see that uh, the link to your uh, uh, current uh, race is uh, crowdcube.com slash tutora that is t-u-t-o-r-a uh, now uh, many of our listeners are in india and in the u.s uh, there are a few listeners in the uk so i'm not sure uh, how much our listeners can actually get involved in the actual race itself but uh, i think uh, they can look at uh, what you have done and they can look at your previous races through the site and i think there's uh, so much knowledge to be gained and Currently, I can see that you've already raised about 205,000. Uh, that's 58% with about uh, 24 days left. So I think I think you should, uh, I'm hopeful that you should beat the mark quite easily. So uh, I wish you luck on that. Um, so uh, so uh, the uh, final question I had like, with regards to the uh, uh, crowdfunding as such is, uh, what happens once the uh, race is closed, once you're successful? So uh what what next uh what next yeah so um certainly anyone can get involved you don't have to be in the uk to be able to invest um if you're in india the us we'd welcome your support it'd be great to have an international base of investors um so yeah just visit the site crowdcube.com forward slash tutorial if you want to support us um, once the raise is completed and, and we hit that kind of target figure um, it will close. Uh, Crowdcube then contacts all the investors to finalize all their details. Um, it takes a few weeks to all go through with all of the paperwork, but then um, following that, we issue all the share certificates to make sure that um, the investors uh, have everything they need. Uh, and obviously, uh, for tax purposes, um, some of our investors need certain documentation. We file all that over to them. Uh, the investment comes in and then hopefully we uh, put it to very good use to drive a business forward. Okay, all right, excellent. Now, uh, are there any books and resources uh, that you can recommend for our budding uh, startups? Are you uh, are you a uh, like uh, reader? Do you read often? Like, uh, what's? Yeah, yeah, I get. No, it's a really interesting question. I get asked this quite a lot, um, and my kind of view, and it's a, uh, yeah somewhat of an unusual one is I try not to read too much um, I look at really technical posts that are telling me how to do things um, specifically when I need kind of technical guidance but I try not to read the kind of more broad brushstrokes uh, entrepreneurial uh, books because in my view being an entrepreneur or a fa- I hate that word a founder is all about trying to do things differently, trying to see gaps um, and exploit them and make sure that your business is doing what no other business is doing. And I think to be able to do that, I, I don't want to kind of read what everyone else is doing and then have that influence my thought process. So I try to steer clear of the kind of broader things. Um, I think um, sites like um, HubSpot, um, Mars, those kind of sites on SEO, the kind of technical guidance that they offer is are excellent um and then things uh, that are really kind of i do like paul graham i suppose he's my uh, go-to guy if i do want to do a bit of reading on the side but aside from that I try to steer clear of that okay okay very very interesting <laughs> advice and certainly one that uh, is uh, is is very interesting i, I think uh, that's that's great and anyway i'll link up those uh, sites uh, moz and uh, paul graham and uh, uh, the uh, HubSpot sites uh, on the on the show notes page so that our listeners can uh, go and take a look at at those sites and the technical advice uh, that 
these sites offer uh, now i just have one final question and uh, uh, before we go on to that question so uh, obviously uh, we've already talked about this so uh, crowdcube.com slash tutora is the way uh, to support your campaign uh, tutora.co.uk uh, is the way to uh, you know learn more about your site and, and things like that but if, if there are any uh, founders out there who are listening to the show and say want to get in touch with you personally to network or bounce ideas or or, or j just just to uh, have a chat uh, what is the best way to reach out to you personally? Uh, is it email, LinkedIn, Yeah, they Twitter? can get in touch with me. My email address is just scott at tutora.co.uk. Always happy to hear from uh, other uh, founders out there and uh, potential supporters. But I would say, please, if you're a recruitment agency, please do not contact me. I get so many. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, don't worry. Recruitment agencies don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> cool. That's good stuff. No problem. All right. All right. So uh, we will link up your email also on the show notes page so that uh, interested founders can get in touch with you. So uh, with that, we'll move on to the final question. So this is how uh, I end all my interviews. So uh, I'm not sure if you're uh, aware of the word Gyan, what it means. Uh, are you aware of the word Gyan, what it means? No, no, I'm interested here. Okay, right. So, uh, Gyan is a Sanskrit word uh, that uh, stands for wisdom wisdom or knowledge something like that so founders gyan is basically knowledge uh, from founders so uh, so if there is uh, one gyan only one gyan that you could give our founders there is only one one uh, sentence of wisdom or or one one piece of advice that you could give our uh, would be founders uh, uh, what would that be okay so yeah put me on a spot okay i Apart from saying support our crowdfunding campaign. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, support our crowdfunding. No, yeah, I'm uh, I would say that um, the one spot for me is I think every business should have um, an aim, something it's trying to achieve uh, that they think is a really addressable problem in people's lives uh, that you can solve really well. Uh, and I kind of um, imagine that as a circle. Uh, and then everything we do as a business should be coloring in that circle. Um, whatever new feature it is, whatever a kind of new system that we're putting in place, whatever new hire it is we're, we're, we're making, it should be coloring in that circle a little bit more every day. So ultimately, we really do provide that great solution to that specific problem that is important enough to be a business. Um, and I think having that kind of idea is what keeps us going because there's a bit of that circle we want to fill in and there's, there's always these kind of overlapping circles and ideas where you can go out and do more offer a new feature that kind of offers an extra bit of benefit but I think really uh, going back to when I said about being laser focused it's all about kind of solving that problem really really well and coloring in that circle so you you offer the best solution on the market uh, so Woody, thank you so much. Uh, that, that's that's excellent, Gyan, uh, Woody. So thank yeah. you so much uh, for your time and and your uh, and your sharing your knowledge with us and our founders and uh, would be founders. Uh, I I've, I learned a lot from this. I'm sure uh, there would be some uh, founders uh, listening out there who uh, hopefully can implement it, uh, implement the ideas uh, in their own startups and uh, you know uh, have a successful crowdfunding campaign uh, themselves. So thanks, uh, Woody, again once again. And uh, wish you good luck with your company and uh, and uh, and your crowdfunding campaign also. No, brilliant! Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's I wish all of the founders out there the best of luck with their own businesses. 
there you have it folks another interesting startup founder and an interesting topic we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did in putting it together do check out foundersgyan.com/ep79 for links to all that we talk about on the show and foundersgyan.com for past episodes i'll be back next week with yet another startup and an interesting topic in the meantime do take action on your own startup today and good luck on your startup adventure bye for now